Welcome to Curls in Convo, a podcast for curls all around the world seeking inspiration, motivation, and the keys to healthy living. My name is Robin Kelly, and thank you for listening. What's up, you guys, and welcome to the Curls in Convo podcast. This is our first episode for 2020, and we are super excited to have you. Today's episode is entitled Performing Under Pressure. And for the 2020 new year, we have a special guest. His name is Devin Frederick. He is the creator and business owner of All Powerful Fitness. And he is an alumni, an alumni, okay, there we go, of an HBCU. He also is in corporate America, which um, we all know and grow to love. So, Devin, I know I totally did that a disservice, so kind of give us a little bit of background um, about you, about work, about anything that you want to kind of give the podcast. Bet. Um, and no, you didn't do me a disservice, so don't even stress <laughs> that. Um, again, my name is Devin Federick. I'm the creator of All Powerful Fitness. Um, the model for All Powerful Fitness is have complete power. That's over the mind, body, and the spirit. By living a holistic life, basically, whether that's you know, food, physical, mental, uh, emotional health, the full, you know, go around, just just of everything. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm an alumni of South Carolina State University, so shout out to all the Bulldogs if you're listening. Um, I got my degree in computer science. I was also in honors college as well, so graduated cum laude. Uh, and then oh, also, yeah. I am also a part of, uh, you know, one of the greatest fraternities ever. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So shout out to all my frat brothers out there. Just had to put that in there real mm-hmm. quick. Um, but yeah, so I also worked for a large company as a software engineer. So um, that's a little bit about me. Wow, I definitely missed a few organizations, a few accomplishments. So I'm glad that's that cool. you, you. I'm know, not bragging. I'm not boasting. I just, oh. I just want to let y'all know Damn. that you're not talking to you know no shrimp. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know what? I, okay, so. Of course, as you know, you are our first guest, so we have a ton of questions for you about pressure and how to deal with it. So, are you ready? I am ready. So, as we're on the topic of performing under pressure with all powerful fitness, what do you consider to be pressure and what does that feel like for you? I would say one is being black in corporate America. It's definitely a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. When you come in, not too many people that look like you. And as you're walking through the halls, you might see a couple black people. You might get the head nod, you know, just a little, you know, what's up, bro? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How you doing, ma'am? You know, stuff right. like that. So um, that's definitely one big pressure. What, what also comes with it is just trying to be the best at what you do because you know that you're weighed a little bit differently than, you, than your counterparts are. Um, so that can definitely bring a lot of pressure. So being black in corporate America, right, and also just knowing what that comes with, not even just in corporate America, but just being a black man in general, what what does that pressure feel like physically for you, mentally for you? It's tiring. You try to be the best that you can be at every single thing, whether that be, you know, if, if, if anybody out there that has kids or, you know, that you're married or whatever, um, it's a pressure to take care of your family. Uh, you know, also, I mean, most times you're known as a breadwinner and stuff like that or, 
even when you look at relationships nowadays or you know you look at social media it's always like oh my what what can my man do you know what i'm saying stuff like that <laughs> make but, sure um, you ain't with no broke man exactly you know <laughs> stuff like that so it's a lot of pressure you just trying to to always be on top of every single thing whether that be your finances so you can take care of somebody or to take care of yourself whether that be um the way that you look being clean you know what i'm saying you a lot of times you know People feel some type of way about froze at work. We've seen that a lot. We see it in schools. A lot of different things come with, with, with being black and being pressured and like wearing earrings. Mm-hmm. I personally have my ears pierced and I just won't wear my earrings, which I see really? people all the time. Mm-hmm. Other people uh, that like, you know, that's white mm-hmm. or you know something like that they'll wear earrings or something like that and our nose piercings and stuff i just can't do it because i don't feel comfortable because i feel like i'm going to get pulled out before they would right so it's like it's already that bar of expectation because you're not only setting it for your current self you know like of hey you're already like fighting against the stereotype that's already put there before you were there and then you're also fighting for the people that come after you that hey this is the standard you know what the example is so go ahead and live up to it if not try to surpass it and to add that too knowing that i'm in the young generation of tech Mm -hmm. like they have seen the the suit and tie black people Right. I'm more of a, I like to wear jerseys. I like to wear Jordans, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I might talk a little different. I look a little different. I move a little different. And they're not used to that. They're not used to seeing that young black technical person that can, that knows the lingo, that knows how to do certain things. And then they look at the older and people like, oh, well, this person has a suit and tie and they're clean cut and they're this and they're that. But you have to realize that there's different, different generations and also like it's just a different way of, of it's a it's a different type of black mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. when i wear all black don't get me wrong but you know you we even look at at our age now we look at the kids that's doing these certain dances we're like what is this fool doing you know what i'm saying stuff like that it's kind of so. like executive polish yeah exactly kind of in a sense yeah i mean that that really separates the group in most times and i mean so you talk about you know work you talk about personal and just the stress of just being a man in general. So how, how do you know and differentiate what is good pressure and what is bad pressure? You know, because you hear so many times pressure makes diamonds, but then you also hear the term so easily like, hey, don't fold. You know, so it's like, what's good? What's bad? How do you know when to kind of like identify when the pressure has been too much or when it's actually good? I think good pressure is when you can kind of control it. Okay. So... When you can kind of come into a certain situation knowing what you're getting into mm-hmm. and being able to, to come on top. Um, and I think bad pressure is the one that you can't really control. There's too many factors that kind of get to you. Mm-hmm. And it tends to affect you physically, emotionally, spiritually, the whole list, the whole nine, basically. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I feel like so many times pressure can drive us towards greatness, right? And then, like you say, it gets out of control when we kind of don't know what the next step is or Mm -hmm. kind of the unknown kind of spirals out of our control Mm -hmm. which can then lead to bigger things definitely so even in fitness Mm -hmm. 
there's always good pressure and there's bad pressure. You know way that you can control exactly. and way that you can control. Right. Or one that's right in the middle mm-hmm. that helps you develop your body, helps you develop your mind. Right. And, and, and the whole nine. So even fitness can kind of teach you that a little bit of this is bad pressure, this is good pressure. The weight room is just like life to mm-hmm. me. And I think that can, if, if you get into it enough, you can kind of start to see where you're not good at certain things. So even when, this is a simple one. Let's say you got three sets of 10. Now y'all, if y'all don't know what three sets of 10 is, that means you got you do 10 reps, you stop. You do another 10 reps, you stop. And you do another 10 reps, you stop. Right. Three sets of 10. Gotcha. But when you start to lose count in some of those, mm-hmm. when the weight is heavy and you're lifting, you're like, you know you're somewhere around like, you like one, two, three, six, you start to kind of learn that, ooh, I'm, I need to, to work on a couple things. Like, just because this weight is on me, why am I forgetting to count? Why am I doing certain things? Or, you know, why is my body not adjusting to this weight and stuff like that? You know what? I think you bring up an interesting point because that kind of brings in focus too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because even with the numbers counting as, 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 an example is like even when we're under pressure it's hard for us to focus on the facts and what's real you know like what's real and what's not you know because you focused on the outcome that you forget the small details of Mm -hmm. what really goes into the picture so i mean yeah see uh see, exactly uh that's right there that's how it translates so many different things that's why i always tell people that fitness is a great thing to get into because it, it it helps you mentally physically emotionally it, I, it's definitely done that for me. Um, mentally, is it, I felt like I'm. I feel like I'm capable of doing anything I put my mind to, and fitness helped me with that. Emotionally, it taught me how to really kind of calm down and, and relax, and, and knowing when my body feels a certain way, when to do certain things and when not to do certain things, and that can translate to work. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing certain tasks and you know it's getting a little bit ahead of you, and you know that you're starting to get frustrated, you know how to pull back. Right. You know the proper pullback. That's just like when you have a certain weight and you're like, I can't do this today. Like I'm just not feeling it. And then you kind of bring that weight down, and you're able to still work and still put in that same amount or the same capacity. You're still putting in 100%. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to realize that in different days, your 100% can always change. Right. Okay. So Devin, we talk about pressure you know what it feels like what it looks like what's good and bad pressure but how do you relieve that pressure that you feel so i know for a fact in the past i didn't really know how to relieve pressure i would just try to find different ways and it was a little bit more on the negative side Mm -hmm. um whether that be drinking which i'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing but obsessive amounts it can be or it just can can become become a bad habit Mm -hmm. um so i got out of that and now fitness was kind of the way that I learn how to relieve pressure and when you just give everything in the gym you really don't have the energy to worry about different things and your mind is a little bit more clear you're more relaxed because you know after a difficult you know workout you have to relax you can't you can't do nothing extra really mm-hmm. um, reading look reading self-help books and stuff like that um, talking to good friends and also Believing in something greater than me and greater than humans. Believing in somebody that created the world that, that died on the cross for me and, 
and knowing that this person has my back to the fullest and that anything is possible through him. So that pretty much helped relieve a lot of pressure for me. Yeah, I totally agree with Christ, you know, like with being the most supreme being and just knowing that there are simply some things that are out of your control, Mm -hmm. right? And then in addition to that, having the right circle of friends there that really make that difference in your overall rehabilitation and i say like rehabilitation of like because once you take your body through pressure it's also kind of like a sense of stress too at the same time and if you do it in a negative way it impacts your body it impacts your whole mood of thinking it impacts how you treat people all these different things and for me how i dealt with stress not only with god and also understanding things some things are not in my control i got organized so in addition to the other two things right because in my mind i'm gonna write down and what i do is kind of put everything on a two-point scale so basically if you're if you've got four things five things right you give a total point system of 10 points and each thing can get maybe two points each in order to be like fair but in essence it really doesn't work out that way because some things are more high priority than others and in order to do that i just got super organized you know like hey let me write it down let me visualize what needs to be done first so that way i'm able to see my vision i'm able to see the goal and then on top of that it just really kind of allowed me to see what I can and what I can't do. You know, like, because if I've got a list of 10 things listed and I've only got, it's three, look, let's just be honest, it's three o'clock. I got two hours uh, before the end of the day. I'm about to skip down. I can only do so much, no, you know, man. like today, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And a really great friend of mine, Whitney and Amanda, were basically like, hey, if I can't do it and I handle and I, really get too much pressure i basically either cut it or delegate it and to me i thought that was really smart for something because i think so many times we're under the impression that we can do it all especially as a black woman i'm guilty of thinking that i can do it all and i don't want to delegate anything i don't want to give you that task that could potentially give me a promotion or not Mm -hmm. i really don't want to do that you know so in essence What I do is basically try to take on the world and not delegate anything out. So I think a good bit of advice for my future self, because I'm still working on it too, is that, you know, if I can't do something, I either need to cut it, it either either won't get done, or I need to give it to somebody else to be like, hey, I can't do this. This is, I want to do it, but I'm not allowed to do it. Because previously in the past, I would get a gray hair. I would stress out, I'd be miserable at the end of the day, and I would end up like either hating my job or either hating what I did within my friendship or a relationship. You know, when you overcommit yourself to too many things, mm-hmm. you know, with your friend, you'd be like, I'm going to go out on Saturday, I'm going to go out on Sunday, I'm going to go out on Thursday. And then you're like, dang. When that time comes, you get yeah. that taste, message, you're like, oh, I did say that, yeah. but I'm in the bed already. And exactly. I'm just like, yeah, I ain't about to show up. It's, it, you either... You either can do it or you can't. You know, like, and you'll drive yourself crazy just by being like, you know what, I did say it, but you've committed to like four or five other tasks, but you're forgetting about your own mental health and like your your personal well-being within that pressure of trying to perform. So I know that was like a super loaded question, but... No, um, I actually have something to add to that as yeah. well. So in tech, there's something called Scrum. 
And in Scrum, it's based off of like tasks, mm -hmm. and we call them user stories. So one way that you can make your work a little bit easier or so that you won't get as frustrated or you know feel pressured is like really break them down. And it basically is off store, I mean points, like you said. Like you might give one thing two points, you might give one thing five points, you might give one thing eight points based on the priority and based on difficulty, right? Mm -hmm. And they taught us if you have a user story that's eight points, you need to break it down. Mm -hmm. You need to make it easy, easy enough to finish in a day. Okay. Or to finish in a couple hours. So that's one way you kind of approach different. Um, if you're feeling pressure, is really break it down, separate it out, and let's say your um, let's say your task was to build a rocket ship. You know what I'm saying? The first thing you might think of is like, let me really understand a rocket ship. What's mm -hmm. a rocket ship? That could be one of your story points. Once you understand it, okay, how's a rocket ship designed? Just look how it's designed. And then after that, you start to really just kind of grasp different concepts and build a pun. And eventually, you'll have what you need. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are, I think, just all a part of, like, priority management. You mm -hmm. know, like, which help could help, like, in your personal life. You know, because mm -hmm. you, you could take that same method and just apply it to, I need to do the dishes, I need to do laundry. Or if someone's in school, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, I need to do this class, this, or this class first, whatever the case may be. You can kind of... You can kind of take something that's generic and specify it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super helpful. So switching gears, I feel like this is probably a really deep question. We we gonna we gonna go super deep. We mm -hmm. might go swimming, okay? Okay. I got my gear today. You know, I, I'm just saying is you the question because it, it's hard and it takes a lot of thought and a lot of people don't want to admit or acknowledge the thing that I'm gonna ask you. What is your greatest fear? That is actually pretty easy. It's mm. the fear to fail, <laughs> which I think a lot of people feel that exact same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I know for a long time I had something called the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome is basically where you feel like an imposter in like your job, and then what you're doing, you don't feel like like you escaped through the cracks, like you just got there off pure luck. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have that too. Yeah, because in tech, man, there's so many people that when you speak to them are. You know, they just got so many things like down packed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I never knew any of that. Am I supposed to be doing this? You know right. what I'm saying? And that's all a part about it's all it's all a part of learning in the process, but it can definitely make you feel like I'm not meant to do this. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's my biggest fear is to fail. And I think um But again, I mean you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Mm -hmm. So I have learned to kind of get out that bubble and really take certain chances and really, really control chaos, you can kind of say. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to be pressure and know that I'm scared, but it's controlled yeah. to where I can take a certain amount. Like, because I always tell people, I'll tell my manager or whoever, they'll ask me to do something new that I've never done. I always say, look, I've never done this, but I'm going to get it done. Okay. So I'm just putting it out there just in case I don't get it done. They know that I actually tried. So it's like it's like a pivoting method, you know, mm -hmm. but I also just have to wonder, you know, with the imposter syndrome, why why don't why don't you believe in your own abilities? I think it's for one, I mean, I've never really seen anybody, especially in my family, do it. Mm -hmm. I'm the first to really go into tech and go into like a, a really big corporation. A lot of my family went into business and 
like the military for the most part. So I pretty much know how to move around corporate life, but it's different when it comes to the technical aspect mm -hmm. and learning where to to acquire certain knowledge and how to to apply it pretty much. And also just looking at other people around me, knowing that they've been knowing I know that they have more experience or they might come from a more technical college or something like that. It still kind of puts pressure on you and you kind of feel like when you get in these certain circles mm -hmm. and you hear certain things and you you're like, man, I learned that in college, but man, I don't even remember that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Stuff like that. And what I had to realize too is that Google is your best friend. Um, a lot of them people actually Google stuff Boy. and they get prepared for meetings and stuff like that. So um, I think when I kind of started learning those those type of things, I kind of can combat it a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, it's still kind of there a little bit. You feel like your confidence also helped with that? You know, like just a level of confidence because now knowing that, you know, that you really kind of had to create this vision for your own life mm -hmm. when it wasn't already put out there for you. Because mm -hmm. so many of us, I mean, myself included, have parents and we also went into that same profession or that same field, mm -hmm. right? And to have a vision that's not necessarily there and you had to create it on yourself, I feel like a certain level of confidence has to go into it in order to obtain that and to overcome that pressure. Yeah, the experience came before the confidence, though. Okay. It's kind of either I had to put myself in certain situations or somebody else put me in those situations to where I had to grow when I had to develop. Now I'm at the point where it's like I want to grow and I want to develop and I want to just learn all that I can. Um, so that pretty much kind of put me in, in a new space of kind of combating that. But mm -hmm. also, but again, the experience came before the confidence and that kind of what pushed me in and developed me. So let, let's just get this fact straight, right? You mm. have failed before, right? Definitely. And Man, it's been times I deployed stuff and messed up. And it, it, it went to like a thousand different sites. Oh, and it was goodness. messed up. And everybody's like, who messed it up? And you just got to live up to it. Like, yeah, it was me. So in the end, right, do you feel like you're a great developer? Even though you've made those mistakes. Definitely, because those mistakes helped make me. Right. Really. Okay. Um, now, I was on a different team before. The team that I'm on now, it's like, I'm like the guru when it comes to deploying. Mm. Like, they always come to me. Funny how things turn, Yeah, huh? right? And they always come to me to deploy because I messed it up so bad to where it's like, I'll never do it again. Mm -hmm. And I've learned every single way how to deploy, whether that be... Um, to one site, to a thousand sites, to a million sites, whether that be bug fixes, whether that be um, just just anything. Of, I found new ways to deploy that nobody knew about. Um, and that's just, it came from that failure and wanting to do better than I, uh, doing, just, uh, wanting to do better than I did before. So really, failure helped you to get to your mountaintop definitely but it's still a scary thing okay it's still a scary mm -hmm. thing and i think everybody goes through it and you know that's that's this is a little bit of my testimony is that it's okay to fail and it's okay to move forward yes it's uncomfortable yes you don't want to push yourself in a certain light to be possibly exposed or whatever but um i was talking to a vp and he was telling me basically like man you got to put yourself in those situations he said um 
a lot of the times, you know, I wasn't the smartest person in the room, but I got in the room. Mm-hmm. And by me getting in that room, showing my face and doing different things, he said like every like year and a half he got promoted. Mm-hmm. So it's all about just to continue to move forward and continue to fight and, and just try to do better each day. Yeah. So what are some tips and tools that you feel have helped you along the way with dealing with pressure? Definitely talking to friends is a big one. Um, I have a, a lot of friends that are actually in corporate America, at a, a large like Eli Lilly, all kind of stuff like that, GE. And talking to them and getting some of their advice and telling them certain things that I'm going through has helped me a lot. Also, just researching different things, man. You have to be a student at all times mm-hmm. and developing yourself. So whether that be books, whether that be YouTube or Google, um, I'm a big, big, big YouTuber. I'm more of a visual learner, so I like to see Same. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, YouTube has helped me a lot in just finding certain people, whether that be um, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, looking at uh, different sermons and stuff like that. And going off the sermons, believing in something greater than me, believing in somebody who died on the cross for me, uh, has definitely helped me a lot. And realizing that I have to live by faith sometimes because everything isn't, I can't control every single thing that's not in my power. Mm-hmm. That in knowing that He will always protect me and guide me and direct me and lift me up. He's on the front of me, behind me, left and right. He's grabbing my hand at all times. He's He's guiding my footsteps. He knows that if I go left, that's not going to be good for me. So He's going to make me go right. It might be uncomfortable. I might not like it, but it's going to grow me as a person. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make me better in the long run. Right. And again, it's, it's been times where I felt like, you know, I needed to go somewhere else. And I really wanted to just move and, and just kind of start over. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, you're not moving. You're going to have this thorn in your side just like Paul did. Mm-hmm. Because I like you better with it. Okay. And once I realized that, it's kind of like, okay, I'm here for a reason. I have a purpose. And that kind of helps me relieve a lot of pressure and understand a lot of different things too. Okay, listen, we get a little word preach, on here today. Oh, I swear to God, I was thinking that too in my mind. I was yeah. like, but uh, you know, and I think a valuable thing that I think we underestimate so many times is taking time for ourselves mm-hmm. when we do feel that pressure, right? So many times we're go getters, we're fighters, we're going towards our goals so much that we forget to take time, whether that be to go to the gym, whether that be to spend time with the word. And it's funny because you can do this at any time. Mm -hmm. Like, so at work, I know I'm guilty of this and I just started trying to do it. It's kind of hard because once I sit down at my desk, I'm kind of like really focused on like what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to get down to a certain number of emails or whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to stop myself sometimes because I'm like, I've been sitting at my desk for five hours straight. And the next time I'm getting up is probably going to be for lunch or to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Because when, when I'm when i under pressure, I get kind of snappy. You know, like when too many people ask me, I guess, too many targeted questions as far as like what they need done and when something's going to get done. I get kind of short and I'm like, hey, I'm working on something right now, whatever the case may be. But what I'm going to try to do and what I hope others do as well is just take time for yourself. So whether that be 15 minutes during the first part of your day, you know, like, hey, you sit and do emails, 
15 minutes you take to yourself is really not a long time if you mm-hmm. think about it. 15 minutes, go to the break room, watch you a video or read a book or whatever the case may be, and then go back to work. You know, it's basically having that time to relieve the tension from your brain. And then it also allows you to reset, mm-hmm. you know, because once you get into certain, you ever work on a project, Devin, and just be looking at it for so long and then be like, you know what? I'm going to look at this tomorrow, yeah, you know, definitely. like, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or maybe like, you know what, I'm going to go to lunch and come back to this. And then you look and you're like, dang, there it was. Why didn't I see that? Like, I've been working on this for like, you know. And that's why you say breaks. Cause a lot of people don't know your mind is always working. Yeah. It's in the, even when you're eating lunch, it's in the back of your mind. So usually when you come back, it's like, oh, I knew that the whole time or, oh, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Your mind is always working, so it's okay to take breaks. Right. And I'm a big advocate of that. I take breaks all the time, honestly, because when you're standing on a computer screen all day, trust me, your eyes get tired. You need to take a break. But also just the complexity of some of the work that I do, I have to take a break. So I'll take a break, watch a movie or like watch part of a movie. I'll watch like a, a show, a little bit of a show, something like that. Um, I know me a lot of times when I, I know me a lot of times when I take lunch, I could be downstairs, you know, you know, chopping it up with people, talking to people, but mm-hmm. I like to just sit and honestly watch like a whole, cause I, I get an hour break. So don't hate me. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, some people get short breaks. So look, I, mm-hmm. it's just my job. Right. Right. But, um, I get an hour break. So I might watch like a good show on Netflix or something like that. And then get right back to my work. And that's that helped. It's helped me out a lot. Just kind of relaxing. Right. You know, just kind of be by myself, you know, just right. throw my headphones in and just just not focus on work. Mm-hmm. I think that helps with not only work, but also like relationships, too. You know, just because when we talk about prioritizing, you know, whether that be with your body, whatever the case may be, it's one of those things where you already put different kinds of pressure on yourself. You know, like, of course, work is work. You're going to have work stresses, but you also put stress on yourself being a mom, being a dad being a friend, you know, like, and just sometimes taking those breaks to just recharge the batteries for the pressure that you already put on yourself, as well as people put expectations on you that are also pressure, you know, Mm -hmm. as like you talked about earlier, um, you know, as a, as a man, you have this pressure, nobody's going to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but you have to provide, you know, like same for a woman, you know, like, you have you have to you have to be able to accomplish things or or do a certain thing or look a certain way, you know, and to maintain that is a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I know I feel some kind of way when I can't go get my nails done because I'm like, well, just go over there looking toe up if you want to, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's it's a little bit of pressure because you, or at least I, want to feel and look a certain kind of way, mm-hmm. you know. So just taking that moment, you know, like a breather to. Because once you do that, you're able to see the facts. You're able to see the details. You're able to see what is. You're able to count to 10 and do all those things. So I agree. Those are all super helpful tips. Yeah, just add that too. You have to listen to your body and your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And what really got me into that is basically I pretty much learned. So I don't eat beef or pork Mm -hmm. because what I realized is that my body doesn't really like it. I used to get headaches Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, I literally used to get like three headaches a week. Gosh. Yes, yeah, so it, it, it was oh, that horrible. Was serious. And then once I stopped eating pork and I started eating beef, mm-hmm. it's like I haven't had a headache. Honestly, you might think I'm exaggerating. I feel like it's been like at least six, eight months 
from me just having a headache or something like that. But what I'm basically saying is that you have to listen to your body, you have to listen to your mind, and know that sometimes it's okay to say no. Yeah. And move away from certain things because, I mean, you're the only person that's going to feed yourself, take care of yourself, right. do everything that you have need to do to, to keep your body going. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to provide that for you. You only can. So You know, now that I think that you say that, you know, stress and sometimes pressure too don't get you don't get you far it lets you you can go as far as you let it mm-hmm. you know like pressure it can make diamonds you know but it can also make ruins out of some but people. that's control pressure right diamonds. you know what i mean yeah. and in all of that you have to gauge you know like whether your body whether you know just knowing yourself so no i mean i wow this conversation was way way more than I mean, I could ever ask her thing yeah. for my first podcast well, episode for 2020. So I'm so glad that you joined, Devin. Where can people find you at to get more of these helpful advice, fitness tips? Where can they follow you at? So you can follow me at All Powerful Fitness, where you can find workout videos. You can find uh, me just rambling about different things, whether it be spiritual, whether it be about relationships, whether it be about just any every topic that I could think of, I'm very vulnerable with it. I've talked about my past relationships. I talk about relationships now. Just a whole nine. So it's something. It's somewhere where I want to provide, you know, people the the ability just to to see something different, especially from black male being into his feelings and being vulnerable, but also cock diesel. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay, <laughs> strong on but yeah, you can follow me at All Proud for Fitness. Well, we are definitely a follower already. We appreciate you for coming and you're always welcome. This is Curls in Convo Podcast. Remember to share your favorite episode. Of course, this one. Why not? And follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Curls in Convo Podcast. We love you and we'll see you next time. Thanks.